Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this. Please note, the information shared on the Single Well Podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. You are listening to Pivot and Bloom, where you will be empowered to change your mindset, flourish in your body, and fully engage in your own wellness revolution. I am your host, Camila Marie MD. The content shared in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Be sure to always consult with your physician on any and all of your personal health matters. interesting and pivotal season. And what I wanted to bring you was a series of um, relatively short podcasts um, with me just talking about this season of transition. Um, I find it super cool and interesting and totally how God works Um, (laughs) to really think about how I started this podcast with wellness in mind. I started Pivot and Bloom with Um, thinking about the cycle of transformation and how we make changes and we flourish in those changes and then we repeat that cycle. And uh, somebody brought it to my attention the other day that, you know, they always thought that that cycle would be the same thing over and over. And in my mind, it was always the idea that we were making different pivots and moving things around and doing different things. And that one change would lead to a different change, which would lead to a different change. And so I guess I wasn't really clear about that. And it's neither here nor there, but it's an interesting thing to think about. But what's most fascinating to me is that in this time that I've been doing Pivot and Bloom, which has been about a year now, will be about a year when the series is done, we'll be right at the year mark. um, I have changed my life in such significant ways. And, you know, there was a lot of changes that went on before that, um, that led up to Pivot and Bloom. But The changes that I've made over this year have led me to completely overhaul my life and my career and my family structure and all of that. And so it's just really interesting to talk about. It's really, really fun to think how much I've changed since I opened that microphone box 
back last, I think it was March or April of 2020, in the middle of the uh, pandemic and the craziest time that most of us have seen. And so what I wanted to bring you was a series of pivots that led up to this moment, um, pivots in my personal life that have led me to where I am now. And so if you follow me on social media, you know that I recently um, hung up my stethoscope, so to speak, and it's not that I'm not practicing medicine because I am, um, but in a much different way than I typically would in a very innovative way, um, working with a company. And that is serving as a foundation for me to also build my own business. And there's a lot of different um, businesses I want to build, but the main one that I'm working on is a coaching business to help people lose weight using the ketogenic lifestyle. And mainly single moms is my focus. So um, I'm really excited to be working diligently on that and to be trying to bring you more meaningful content. And so when I started Pivot and Bloom, I had a lot of, and if you've been listening for a while, I thank you sincerely. Um, but you probably noticed a shift where there was times where I would speak on my own about mindset and wellness talk, various wellness topics. And now I'm more so into these really amazing career pivots that a lot of people have made, that many physicians have made. And it's led me up to this moment to kind of just talk about what that pivot looks like for me. So today's episode is a pivot to family. And the reason that I want to start with family is because my son is the most important person to me that probably doesn't surprise anyone. Um, but I also have, you know, siblings and I have my parents are, are, are around and, you know, I, I have all of the these family and I have my best friends who I consider my family, so to speak. And I just have this support circle and people around me that have been so wonderful in my life. Um, but mainly, you know, when I decided to start to make a shift, when my mind started to shift to what my life could look like if I were to change things, um, I wasn't initially thinking about a specific change. I was thinking more of, you know, we're always thinking of how can we can make our lives easier and how we can make things better. And to be fair, you know, since I had my son, I had been able to adjust my schedule in a way that I would be able to take him to school or his dad could get him to his dad so he could take him to school and also, you know, pick him up or we would be able to pick him up throughout the pandemic, despite us both working pretty much close. My, my schedule has always been, not always, but since I had him, it's been part-time, but like 32 to 40 hours a week. Um, and his dad's schedule is full-time. We were able to um, continue to keep him at home um, and safe during the initial parts of the pandemic. And then when he went back to school, we were able to get him to and from school. And I found that though as time went on, it was harder to keep up that schedule and harder to work and be present for him. And the good thing was that he didn't have a lot of sports or anything going on because it was COVID and we weren't really doing a lot of that. But I started to realize that as he was getting older, his needs changed. Things are a little different. He's six now, he's in first grade, he'll be in second grade this fall. Um, and this is the year 2021. So we are still in the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and so things are just different. Um, you know, I, I started to realize how important it was to not just be here with him, but to be present with him. And I found that a lot of times my clinical work would lead me to be just exhausted, just tired at the end of the day to where you just kind of want to relax. You want to relax your brain, you want to relax your body. 
And sometimes that meant that, you know, we're both sitting and looking at screens, which is not great. And I harp on that a whole lot. Um, Or we're both watching TV or we watch TV together, which can be a bonding moment. But I really felt like I needed to be more present for him. And I needed to also give him a better example of what a working parent looks like. We both have been hard workers throughout our lives, including as when we became parents. And I think he sees that. He sees that we both have these thriving careers and we both have accomplished a lot. But I also just wanted to be able to, for me, be able to provide that presence and that uh, constant, you know, uh, mommy being around kind of thing. Um, I have not really ever indulged in having a nanny or I don't know how people afford that but that's a different story but having a nanny or having um, babysitters all the time that was a very few and far between thing and most of the time when he is um, you know so I have somebody watch him it's usually a friend or family or something like that and I arrange that very specifically we both do and so I really wanted to start to be more present. I noticed that even though my schedule worked pretty well for me as he was growing up to this age, I felt like now that he's older and he's reading and he's doing projects and doing things that I really needed to not just be here, but be mentally present in the evenings when we're home together. So I started to think about like how I could make that look different. You know, what could I do to um, be, to do that and be that. And I started to, during the pandemic, of course, schedules were different. You know, um, we were not seeing as many patients as we normally would see in the office. And we kind of shifted to telemedicine, like a lot of medical offices did. And, um, you know, we had just a different structure, you know, there was just a different way that things went uh, during that time. And what I noticed was that Um, During that time, I was less tired. We were still very stressed because it was a different type of stress, but I was less tired and I was more present and we did more fun things at home than we did when I was working consistently and then picking him up and then coming home and making dinner and doing all the things. And uh, that really struck me. It was like, wow, you know, um, this pandemic, while it is devastating and has created a lot of havoc Um, in my personal life and my professional life, it uh, really showed me the importance of having that time. And because for a long time, nothing was really going on. Restaurants weren't open like they were. Um, You know, a lot of events and things were kind of shut down or limited. Um, You know, you couldn't go do the normal things you would do. And so it just became this thing where the norm was to go to work, go to school and come home, go to work, go to school and come home. And we actually really enjoyed that. Um, And over the summer, you know, there was no summer camp. There was nothing like that. So there was this really consistent schedule where we had a lot more time at home. And as things started to pick up in the fall, he went back to school full time. And I felt like, you know, wow, this is great. He's in school. He's safe. His school did a phenomenal job of keeping those kids safe. I cannot say enough about that. Um, and you know, we're nearing the end of the school year, no major problems. Um, God's been really good in that area, but I started to notice that busy feeling coming back and that kind of hustle and bustle. And, you know, we get home and I have a podcast and I'm doing all these things and it's like our time just flies when we get home. And so that feeling comes up again, you know, it's like, man, I just really want to be 
more present. And if you ask anybody that's around me, anybody that knows me well, they'll tell you, oh my gosh, she's, you know, I, I people tell me all the time, you're such a great mom. You do, you know, everything you can for him. You deserve a break too. And I do make sure I get those breaks in those times, but I don't want him to constantly see me as someone who has my face in a computer or in a phone or you know even on my podcast and that stuff all the time I, I, like, I like for him to see me doing those things and those especially those creative things but I don't want that to be his only picture of me as me constantly working and to be honest that's something that I grew up with you know um, my family was very present for me and very loving and I had a wonderful environment with a bunch of you know, women that were great and a dad who was hardworking. Um, but, you know, there was that need that everybody had to work and there was not really a choice. Everybody had to work the regular, you know, eight hour, 10 hour schedule. And there wasn't a lot of options um, outside of that. And I found that thinking about the opportunity I have as a physician to have a flexible schedule, whether it be within a company or outside of a company, I, that really got my attention. And so, with all of that, I was like, you know what, maybe maybe there's some things I can do differently. Now, initially, that was more so like maybe I can adjust my schedule, maybe I can move things around, and I was able to do that a little bit here and there, and I've done that since he was born. Um, but then, you know, as I started podcasting and meeting people and seeing people with kids and single moms and married moms and, you know, busy dads and all of those things... <laughs> And they're doing all of the creative things, but also maintaining a household. I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. You know, maybe this is something that I can do. And then I started to hear people even talk about like, you know, to really invest in your family, um, you need to find ways to be present, to be at home, to go to the soccer games, to do all of, all of those types of things. And so I really started to think more directly about that. And I'll tell a little bit of a background story. So most parents will tell you that, you know, children are a gift from God that is actually in the Bible. Um, and so it's something that, of course, kids are a gift. They're wonderful. They're amazing additions to your lives. You don't know what your life was like after them. I never understood what that meant until I had a son, I had a child, um, that you just can't remember what in the world you did before you had kids. Um, but I remember when I had Chase, <clears throat> I was... Um, you know, I went to the, this is kind of funny, I went to the Ohio State Fair, I'm like almost due, about three weeks out from being due, and um, I go to the Ohio State Fair every year, it's around my birthday, it's, if you live in Columbus, Ohio, it's around the same time as the Rib Fest, it's like a whole thing, I do it every year, <laughs> haven't done it for the last few years for various reasons, of course last year everything was canceled, but I used to go and I would make make a point of going. And so I'm pregnant. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going to the fair. So I went to the fair and I walked around. And so this is late July um, 2014 and it's hot. And so when I leave the fair, I feel good. I get, you know, I usually take a little bag. Don't judge me. I take a bag and I pack up the little treats that I like to have and I bring them home. And this was before my, you know, lifestyle changes, obviously, but... I would get those things and enjoy them and bring them home. And I did all of that. And so I walked around the whole fair, looked at everything, got all the stuff I like to get. And I got home and I started having some cramping. So I was like, oh, it's hot. I probably didn't drink enough water, so forth and so on. Long story short, I ended up going in labor the next day. This was actually my birthday that I was at the fair. I should mention that. And so on my birthday, 
Um, I also had gone to church that morning. And what was really cool about that was my pastor at the time spoke about um, God's promotion. And um, before that, you know, I, I definitely saw my pregnancy as a blessing. I was trying to be more active in the church, be more persistent or consistent with going to church and, and reading the word and doing all of that. But I really hadn't thought in detail about what I was stepping into as far as the ministry that parenting is. And so what I did was, I, you know, I went to church before this and, you know, he, he speaks on God's promotion. I'm like, oh, this is, this is kind of interesting, you know, um, not, not knowing of course that I would go in labor two days later, um, or a day later and be in labor for a full day, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but you know, he spoke on God's promotion and I'll never forget this sermon. I have the, the sermon notes still here somewhere because it was so amazing. He talked about how God gives us these assignments and how important these assignments are and how God can only give you that particular assignment. And I started to connect that to me, you know, being pregnant and about to have this boy because at the time I knew he was, he was going to be a boy. And I, I really, it really touched me. I thought it was just amazing. And so when I had him two days later, I was just floored by, even more floored by this sermon because it really pointed to me that, you know, despite all of the other things I had accomplished, all the other things I had done, that having my son was one of, if not the most important thing I would do. And he was the most precious thing that God could ever trust me with or, you know, entrust to me. And so from that moment on, I was like, this is a ministry. I have to make sure that this child grows up with a strong foundation in faith, first of all, but that he also grows up knowing God and knowing God as his heavenly father and, and being connected to God in a, in a very unique and personal way. Um, and so at, from that moment on, that became my thing. And so when I had him, you know, before I had him, I was working up until the moment, literally, that I went to labor. I was trying to go to work that morning. It's a funny story, too. Um, but I, you know, took off from maternity leave. I was going through a divorce at the time, so it was stressful. Um, but, you know, I, I learned to be a mom. I learned what that meant for me. And I learned later what that meant to go back to work and, and try to be a mom and go to work. And what I found was that, man, I looked forward to getting home every day. I wanted to get home and see my baby and spend time with him and, and see all the new things he was doing. And it was just a fantastic time. Most people will say that, you know, you have a baby. It can be tough. But I was trained for lack of sleep because I had been a medical resident. So I was perfectly trained to sleep two hours at a time. It's kind of sad, but it's true. Um, and so I didn't struggle a lot with the sleepless nights and things. And he slept pretty well overnight as he got a little older, um, you know, and we, we just learned our little rhythm and we got things going and we were good. And, you know, as time went on, I, I found that, you know, once he was in a daycare consistently and once we had to kind of work together on formulating a schedule for him and for us to make sure we were both involved in his life. In a meaningful way, you know, it, it became work became less important. And I don't mean to make that sound like it wasn't important because as a physician, of course, my work was very important. Um, but it was something that I had to make a decision in that moment. Like, yes, God gave me this gift um, of being, you know, 
medically trained and knowing how to treat patients and what to do and what medicines to give and so forth and so on and everything that entails. But he also gave me this huge gift of being a mother. And I had to really take that seriously. And so I had to find a way to do both. And I did. I I started to adjust my schedule so that I can get him from daycare when I needed to and such that his dad could take him to school so he would have that time with him and so forth. And we've done that since then for years. Um, But over the years, that shifts, you know, as they get older, they have different things going on and you have to shift that. So now in this season, I have learned that that is my most important role. And it doesn't mean that I can't work or have a meaningful life or have things that I'm working on, but it does mean that I have to embrace what family means to me. And I've talked a lot about Chase, my son, but this also means that, you know, with COVID, you know, in medical, in the medical world, we see a lot of illness and unfortunately death and things like that. But nothing makes that, puts that more in your face than seeing people getting sick from this relatively new, not necessarily a new virus, but a new illness, a new type of coronavirus that was ravaging people, ravaging, destroying families, taking matriarchs and patriarchs. And it just made things more obvious, like, man, you know, life is so short. Life is so short. My family is largely out of town from us. Everybody's at least two to three hours away. Um, And so I was just like, you know, we've got to be able to, you know, cherish our time and cherish the time we have with family and things. And so I started to think about it on a broader scale. And my son, despite the fact that he's largely grown up living at least two hours away from any of our close relatives, he is very family oriented. He loves all of his aunts. He loves his grandmother and his grandparent, his grandfathers and He just loves family. So he's always talking about going to see this person and going to visit that person. And so that came up for me too, you know, having um, sisters and having all of this family for him to, to know and to think about was like, how can I make my life such that we can incorporate that more and do more with the family and be more present? And it doesn't mean we have to be where they are all the time, but it's just being more intentional with those relationships. Um, you know, because again, when you come home and you're tired, those things kind of fall by the wayside too. And so I say all of this to say that, you know, for me, a major part of this pivot has been considering my family and considering what I mean to my family and what they mean to me and how all of these relationships can be made more meaningful. Um, what I hope you gain from this is knowing a little bit more about me and the stuff that I'm doing but also thinking about your family and the time that you have with them because you know as sobering as it is life is very short and if covid hasn't shown you that i i don't know what will um we just have to really cherish our people you know and it doesn't have to be the family that we're blood related you know related to by blood it's those people that have come into your life and become part of your family by Um, by choice, you know, so and I I see my my close friends as part of my family in that way. Um, And just being able to have those meaningful moments, being able to enjoy them, being able to do things that make them proud, being able to, um, you know, have them, you know, see what they're doing and and be proud of them and and be able to support them in that. And so I hope that from this, you're, you're getting that you know, family has always been important to me, but it is a very key part 
of your life. It's a key part of everything that you do and you cannot, you cannot thrive necessarily without some type of family support system, something. And especially if you're a parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, uh, godparent, you know, so forth and so on, thinking about those kids that are in your life and, and how they see you and how you can influence them and how you can be a presence in their life and how you can be there for them and show them, you know, the, the things that they are able to do when they get older and when they grow up to be an adult and have their own family and are somebody else's aunt and uncle and godparent and so forth. I just think if we all would focus on that, I think that the world would be a much, much, much better place. And it's not the only thing to focus on, of course, but it is something that is so important, so important that it led to a significant, significant change in my career and in my life. As always, take care of you. This has been Pivot and Bloom with Camila Marie and B. If you loved what you heard in this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever your pods are cast and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.